Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Tearsheet Editor-in-Chief, Zach Miller. The following was produced by Tearsheet Studios. We work with payment-as-a-service provider Volante Technologies to produce a two-part series on banks transforming their payments to the cloud and the road to streamlining the customer journey. The payment space is changing. Technology providers are stepping up and offering FIs the ability to modernize their existing payment processes. Through their cloud-based platforms, payment-as-a-service providers make it possible for banks to provide digital services that modern customers desire and expect. The move to partnering with a past provider means that FIs can reap the benefits of moving to the forefront of digital transformation. But what does that really mean? The payments landscape within a bank has largely been somewhat inflexible for a lot of banks, not for all, but for a lot of banks. And what we're able to do by offering a payments as a service is really allow you to focus on what's next while we manage that infrastructure for you. We scale it for you. We certify it for you. We deal with your endpoints. We help onboard your customers. Um, and we help onboard ecosystem partners that can add value to your payments processing um, to your payments processing lifecycle. Whether choosing to work with a past provider or a traditional on-prem vendor, the procurement process begins with the same questions. What does the product do? How does it work? And how is one type of payment managed over another? But when it comes to past technologies, there's more. But it gets a lot more in depth because you start, you know, you're, you're basically entrusting somebody like Volante to, to deliver a service that's always on, that has world-class resiliency, world-class recovery, is scalable on an as-needed basis. These are things that would traditionally the bank would have to do in that procurement process outside of the core capabilities of the platform itself. There's a massive amount of due diligence that's typically done to make sure that the trust factor is there. We haven't done a deployment yet where the payments as a service platform hasn't had to make callouts somewhere in the process to, to other platforms within the bank that are resident in their, in their private data centers. So again, feature functions are really important but it's a lot more than that in the procurement process. Moving to pass really requires getting comfortable with cloud technology first, and banks run the gamut in terms of that. While some are new to the cloud-based service model, others, like digital banks, are already familiar with running banking software in the cloud. But we've run into some fairly large global institutions that have a good amount of experience with it, and they know what they're looking for. Um, but conversely, we've run into some really large organizations that are kind of doing this for the first time. The smaller banks, in some ways, they're used to buying a platform and having it managed by somebody else, not necessarily on the cloud. They're a little bit of a trailblazer in that, you know, in the U.S., there's typically four or five vendors that they deal with. Uh, and, and we're kind of the new entry bringing in, bringing in the latest, greatest technology. Uh, so those folks, they're, they're way off the starting line, but they're not at the finish line yet. We're meeting, um, we're meeting kind of every flavor you could imagine in this space, but it's becoming more common. What was kind of super novel two years ago is less so today. Customers for payment as a service providers differ greatly in their legacy, backgrounds, sizes, 
and use case needs. If we're brought in to solve a problem, not a problem, or an opportunity, let's say, where a bank wants to add something new, that's typically more straightforward than if they need to replace something old. Obviously, the bank has more experience with the one that they're doing today. Uh, and typically, there's a lot more legacy in there that you've kind of got to peel apart in, in, in order to really understand how to, onboard, how to onboard that bank. For a financial institution to reach and remain at the forefront of digital transformation, it has to be willing to do more than replatforming. It has to be open and willing to reimagine its processes. Frankly, as a PaaS provider, the, the more we can standardize, the more we can innovate. Right? If, we, if we have to customize each and every step along the line to onboard a customer, you're not in as flexible a spot as you'd like to be. So we, we try to be fairly, fairly strong on that. Right? There's always going to be you know, kind of edge cases where you have to do some work like that. But it's really about the bank being open to change and, and really thinking about this as an opportunity to change, not just an opportunity to replatform their current processes. Uh, and I think if when that happens, we typically things typically move move a lot faster in the onboarding process. Questions get answered a lot faster in the onboarding process, and you effectively take a lot of friction out of it. Um, so that that's an important piece. I think banks should you know they they really need to have those two things in mind. I want to replatform, and I want to rearchitect the way. My whole pro, you know, my whole processing flow works. You really, really want to take it as an opportunity to, you know, drive value, drive more value into the processes, take out some of the legacy processes, and and really focus on streamlining the both your organization and uh, and the flow of payments. An institution that runs on well streamlined processes is one that's ready to adjust quickly, scale up effectively and expand its reach across territory over time. For such FIs, the important thing to gain from a PaaS provider is reach. If you're bringing in Volante to solve a problem and we solve it for you, chances are you're going to have another problem down the road. And if we're the right guys to solve that also, again, a lot of friction out of the system. We're not just a Fed wire player. We're not just an ACH player. We're not just a real-time payments player. Uh, so onboarding with us for one product gets you 70 to 80% there when you want to bring on the next product and the next product after that. You know, you can really expand your business with us as, as you grow and as, as, you know, as we grow the reach of the product. Cloud native is a little bit of a buzzword, but the reality is what it means is you're taking advantage of all those world-class services and features that these ma massive cloud providers uh, deliver to you in a native way. And what that means is your monitoring of your system becomes a very native thing. Your, your, your ability to, to auto scale the system on an as needed basis becomes a much cleaner activity. A bank in the United States that's got reach, you know, one of the big national banks, uh, they might have data centers in three or four places in the country. Uh, and, and there's good reason for that. Uh, and you would want to be able to look at a provider that can say, uh, I can run your application or I can run your platform with data centers on the East Coast, the Midwest, and the West Coast if you want. Uh, and the way we've designed our product, we're able to do that, right? That's just part and parcel of 
of the way we we de- we've chosen to build it and deploy it. So there's some real technical issues why that matters, especially as the United States starts to really embrace real time payments. There are SLAs that you have to be able to meet, um, and as we've not figured out how to travel data at the speed of light yet, it does matter. Besides reach, what a payment as a service provider can offer an FI is time. By providing its own roadmap, Volante takes care of the industry standards and regulations, allowing a company's internal resources to focus on pushing their products to the next level. A traditional company would have done a roadmap based on effectively a couple different buckets. They would have said, here's what I have to do. And typically that's based on the on uh, the clearing and settlement. It could be based on regulatory. It could be based on um, new payment types coming in. Right? That's kind of the table stake side of it. Uh, then you look at, okay, as a bank, where do I want to add innovation? Where do I think I can differentiate? Uh, when, you, when you look at a PaaS provider, the table stake stuff comes with it. And that's really important because you know, for a lot of banks, dealing with those annual things that, that aren't necessarily value adds, they're just things you have to do, uh, you, you know, your technology team and payments would probably spend better, better part of three to six months a year just dealing with those kinds of things, not necessarily think about how I want to make the product better, how I, how I can make it a more seamless experience for my customers, uh, are there any value-added services that are, that are worth adding to this? So with a PaaS provider uh, like Volante, you end up kind of freeing up that, you know, those, those key resources who can really start focusing on how can, we, how can we take what a lot of customers view as, you know, a, a commodity service and, and put enough value add around to it so that it, it becomes a, even more of a profit center than it might be today. As financial platforms become more modular, it's important to consider not only the platform's value proposition, but the ecosystem built around it too. To use an analogy, we're like a buffet. We have clients that say, no, I I, I don't need everything, but I really like what you do with your corporate pre-processing. I want that piece of the service and... Let's, because that's a problem I'm having today. Let's let's onboard. Let's go live with that piece of the service, and we'll start talking about what we can do next and what we can do after that. And that's the interesting th- thing about the way our product is architected and delivered is you can you can look at p- pieces of the R functionality and choose just to onboard that first because you're solving a near term problem, uh, and that's really important. We also embrace bringing in uh, third party value added partners. Uh, and the interesting thing about that in a PaaS platform is we, you know, we make sure that integration is there. Again, the bank doesn't have to worry about it. Uh, if it changes on an annual basis, the bank doesn't have to worry about it. If, there, if there's upgrade implications, once again, we can take care of that for them. So again, you're freeing up those core resources within the bank to look at other kind of value-added ideas to, to enhance the payments business. So you, know, you have the ecosystem within within our service that you can kind of pick and choose from, as well as kind of the ecosystem from either third-party software providers, or in many cases, um, third-party endpoints. Payment as a service changes the delivery model of financial services. Through modular technology that offers a full spectrum of features, FIs can adopt and roll out new features 
to better service their customers. For a lot of banks outside the tier one banks, those type of world-class features is typically out of reach. With a platform like ours, it just comes with it. Nobody likes to have customers calling because you know their their mortgage payment didn't go out or their or their paycheck didn't come in um you know, you know and <laughs> any number of other issues you can imagine when when there's an issue in the payments in the payments processing space so that's one of the big things that um this consumption model provides we also have fo- have folks 24 by 7 monitoring all aspects of the system two or three different continents doing that Aside, you know, and then on the functionality side, uh, if you're coming from a from a legacy system, you're really you're really going to get a lot more opportunity to improve your your straight through processing by leveraging kind of these newer technologies. You know, whether it's machine learning on payments repair um, or having having the ability to leverage a new sanctions filter that might not be something that you could afford to do on your own. You can do that through us. Um, yeah, there's lots of there's lots of other things kind of outside of the core problem you initially engage us to solve that 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 consuming this platform, you know, can really help with as the relationship grows. In this episode and the previous one with Volante's John Farrell, we mentioned many different advantages for FIs partnering with a past provider. What are the most important benefits and are they worth the cost? Maintenance, right? A lot of providers today are sending a new release on an annual basis that the bank then has to consume, that the bank then has to test their integration. That's not a small undertaking. Um, And, you know, sometimes a bank could ignore that, but the second and third year you ignore it, it becomes an even bigger issue because now they're delivering they're delivering something that may not be backwards compatible to what you're running today, and that can end up feeling like a like a brand new implementation in some cases. So that that just staying current um, is a big piece of that. Standards compliance, uh, whether you're using us for Swift or Fed or real time payments, um, those standards change. Sometimes they change a lot. Sometimes they change a little. Sometimes they all change at once. Sometimes one just has huge changes for the year. The other piece of it is we're, we're continually, continually improving the platform. As you said earlier, we, we do engage in the ecosystem, but we do have our roadmap. And all of the items that we deliver into that platform are readily consumable by any client that happens to be on it. It, it takes the friction out of it and a lot of the cost. Um, and that's a big deal for. Yeah, again, for any customer and something I'm sure they could quantify pretty quickly. I talked about the the non-functional side of it is, is a big deal. There's, we have some clients that are facing this today um, because, because of the continuous improvement and continual updating by Volante on the platform, you're not going to get a letter from us in two, three, four, five years that say, hey, just letting you know in 18 months, your product is end of life. Here's my new product. Let's start thinking about how you can buy this new product for me and implement it. That's not going to happen. Any product we have in three to five years is going to be the evolution of the one we're working with today. So the clients are going to get that constant improvement and none of those surprises in the mail. Instead of simply replatforming, Volante places importance on the consolidation and streamlining of all processes, which frees up precious internal resources and makes continuous innovation easier down the line. 
a large part of our annual development budget is really about innovating on the product. Um, the one nice thing about the payment space is there's lots of, of add-on services that kind of orbit around the payment space that we're looking to you know looking to bring into our platform either through our own development or potentially if there's a, a world-class partner that we think does it really well bringing them into the into the ecosystem you know your costs are expensed they're not capitalized uh you you know we're the ones on the hook for keeping you know keeping the kit up to spec uh, and that's all all of that is then built into the pricing so it, it typically works out that it's going to be cheaper than anything they're doing today um, with a ton more flexibility and kind of a guarantee that you're going to con continually be improving the, uh, improving the platform. At the beginning of a partnership between an FI and pass provider, the FI usually comes to the first step with a laundry list of everything that's wrong or could be made better and try to fit the pass product to their existing legacy technology. We designed this system with our 28 plus years of kind of payments DNA um, to be efficient to be efficient in how we process the payments. Um, and oftentimes we're having discussions where we're comparing a process in today's world with a process that was created 20 years ago and tweaked. Initially, you know, we made the mistake too of having that kind of to and fro conversation. Um, what we like to do now is go in and say, let's not talk about your process yet. Let's talk about how we do it um, because it's in your best interest to take advantage of the platform as it is, it creates a much more, much more flexibility in the future. Uh, so I think that's the piece of advice I've given. And the nice thing, Zach, you know, we're, we're doing programs with, execu with executives now that they're saying that they're telling their team, let's look at the product as it is. Let's make sure we're not kind of boiling the ocean to fit this 20 year old process that nobody's quite sure why why it is the way it is. And then that's probably the single biggest deterministic factor of how can I get the value the quickest is by really kind of embracing those capabilities. The adoption of cloud-based payment services may stand to change the banking ecosystem, but it's far from being there just yet. So what is the future for a pass? The boulders rolling down the hill. It's still at the top, but it's starting to roll down the hill and pick up momentum. Where this was something that was kind of relegated to the trailblazers of the industry, uh, I think the fast followers are in now, and I think the rest of the industry is getting pulled along with them. We're at the beginning, you know, we're at the the lower end of a hockey stick. That I think we've got multiple more years of adoption before before we're even halfway up that hockey stick. But from our perspective, the growth has been. And, and number one, it exceeded our expectations um, and surprised us. Uh, the large banks that are now actively exploring this space, we, 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 thought, we would have thought two years ago that would have taken longer, but it's really, really kind of exploded uh, in the space right now. And it's not just, it's not just us, it's not just payments. Uh, we're seeing that kind of all around the, that, that whole banking ecosystem. While most of the road remains unknown, We've already seen remarkable transformations in the payment space. Much of the simplification of payments today is thanks to technology automated decision making that makes it easier for money to move most optimally. Cross border, it used to be accepted, for instance, that hey, you know, it takes it takes what it takes to get there. Might be two days, might be five days. We'll let you know. Um, actually, we won't let you know. You'll get a phone call from the person receiving the money, and they'll tell you they got it. 
Exactly. Um, <laughs> that's changed dramatically. The expectations of both the originator and the beneficiary of a, of a payment, they're expecting complete transparency. They're expecting speed. They're expecting to know every step of the way where that money is. That The future of payments is that is and and past platforms is they can offer you that transparency they can offer you those endpoints uh that's one thing that i think isn't talked about enough right today if you think of the payments ecosystem within a bank uh it's very seg- segregated between okay this this area over here does wire payments this area over here does ach these guys do cross border my card payments guys are in another building. I've never met them. Um, and we're not sure where these new real-time payment guys are going to sit, but you know they're going to be here too. Uh, what the platform does, it gives you an opportunity to, to consolidate that. It's always bothered me that the, the originator had to be an expert in payments. Let's say I'm a corporate and I want to pay you. All I, there's only a couple questions I want to answer. Do I want to get it to them as fast as possible or as cheap as possible? So I think that's one of the things we bring to the table is we are not an ACH system. We're not an RTGS system. We're not a real-time payment system. We take care of all of those. Um, And part of that is the way we architected the system and the ability to kind of manage these flows in the platform. Uh, But it also gives the bank the opportunity to look at, look holistically, you know, at their flows. uh, And those flows produce a lot of data that can then be again leveraged, you know, whether it's to introduce new products or to segment your customers differently. There's, there's, you know, I don't think we've, I don't think we scratched the iceberg on what people can do with payments data. There's st- that's still a wide open space. The rate of change in the payments industry is an order of magnitude faster than it's ever been, and keeping up with it alone can be really tough. Getting what Farrell calls the crowdsource effect can help. You know, if I've got 50 clients on the platform, all 50 of them are getting the benefit of all the effort. You know, there's revenue coming into me that we can then improve the platform, keep up with the standards, do the maintenance. You know, if you had to do it individually across 50 platforms, the cost would be significantly more. And this is part of the piece that drives the cost down is you're effectively crowdsourcing that across banks. If you have 50 banks doing their UAT at the same time on the same platform for the SWIFT changes or for the new FedNow stuff. All of a sudden, when everybody goes live, you're basically talking about a system that's bulletproof. This concludes the second and final episode in a podcast series we're running with Volante. To access the transcript of this podcast and the previous episode, head on over to the Tearsheet website.